Hey, listeners, and welcome to the Natural Birth Talk. Today, I am here with Dr. Lindsay Langendorf, doctor of chiropractic. She also specializes in preconception and fertility coaching, and that's what our focus is today. Here's your sneak peek, so stick around. They rejuvenate every 140 days, I believe it is, so like roughly four months, mm-hmm. um, or 120 days, I'm sorry, so roughly four months. And yeah, we are born with a certain amount of eggs that we will always have, but Mm -hmm. we can actually improve the quality of our eggs by changing our health over long term. Hi, I'm Rachel Manns, owner of The Natural Birth Site and this podcast, The Natural Birth Talk. Here, you'll learn all about different natural aspects of birth, pregnancy, and postpartum. Remember, none of this information should take the place of a care provider and is not medical advice. Birth is not a medical emergency. Thanks for listening. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Natural Birth Talk. Today, I am here with Lindsay Langendorf, and we are going to talk about preconception and fertility. But before we get started, I'll let her introduce herself. Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. Lindsay Langendorf, and I am a chiropractor and a mom. And yes, my passion and and Ideal clientele is definitely those who are pregnant or trying to get pregnant or wanting to plan for for building their family in the future. Awesome. So, you know, this whole preconception idea, this is not something that most of us are even familiar with, that we should be thinking about these things before we even try to get pregnant. I think what I usually hear is like at least three to six months. And, and you know, that all just kind of has to do with everything within our body, but I, I want you to explain that all better than I can. Yeah, I, I, that is a great range. A lot of people say three to six months, and that's the range that you typically hear other providers mention okay. um, because you're com- most women are coming off some form of birth control. Mm-hmm. Um, and it takes about three to six months for most people, for their body and their hormones to acclimate to that medicine, getting out of their, their system or, or that medication. And so that gives their body time to really see what hormones they're making on their own. Those different levels start to fluctuate in their cycle, starts to regulate after that. But that's just a general rule. Um, Uh Everyone is the same. We have had women come in that it's been over a year and their cycle has never returned to what they know it to be like, what their, their normal is. But a lot of them have been on birth control for so long since they were younger um, maybe in that preteen or early teen phase that they've mm-hmm. been on birth control. And so for them, it's just their normal is, is a fake period basically because right. of their birth control. So they don't know what their cycle looks like. So it's, it's part of our plan is to walk through with them what a normal cycle is, what the different levels of hormones should be coming through, um, when they spike, when they level off symptoms, you may see with that, what symptoms are normal and which ones are abnormal. If there mm-hmm. is some imbalance in those hormones or other things going on in their body, women come to us that have different things like endometriosis and, and PCOS, mm-hmm. um, stuff like that. And so we kind of walk through how that might change their cycle and what changes they might see coming off their their form of birth control too. And so typically that's when we find patients, they find yeah. us <laughs> um, after they've been off birth control for a while, their cycle hasn't regulated. They don't know if they're ovulating or they, mm-hmm. or it's changing every month. Um, maybe they're not having a period every month mm-hmm. and they're not sure where to go. They don't necessarily fall into needing 
a fertility specialist as far as like an OBGYN that specializes in those type of high risk or fertility protocols yet, or they do, but they're not sure that's the avenue they want to go through or can financially Mm -hmm. afford. So then they start looking for more holistic options and I, I want to pause. Totally uh, common. Yeah. Well, and I want to pause that just for a second, because I don't think many people realize there's other avenues other than sure. an OBGYN who specializes in IVF. You mm-hmm. know, there are lots of other options out there that that's, that's the most common one, but there are many, many other options yes. um, as, as ways to go. And we won't get into all of that right now in this episode, but you are one of the potentially alternative options. Yes. Yeah. So that is what we're trying to build out in our practice. That's who I see the most of uh, out of our practice. Um, Of course, I'm only one of two docs in the office. So Mm -hmm. we see everybody in the office, but um, yeah, just giving them a different avenue. Cause a lot of times when they hit that, that phase, they're, they're kind of looking for hope and they're starting to panic maybe even a little bit or feel some anxiety. Maybe they're getting older um, and they, they didn't expect this trouble. Maybe that doesn't, isn't something that's ran in their family before they haven't had Mm -hmm. other family members deal with that kind of issue, getting pregnant or staying pregnant. Um, and the first thing a typical OBGYN will recommend is either wait and see a little bit longer, or maybe Mm -hmm. some tests in there, some blood work, just to see what they can find out if there's any irregularities there that they can start to address or sending them out to a specialist if that's not Mm -hmm. something they really deal with. And so they feel like this panic, oh my gosh, we have to do this. We have to do it now because, you know, I'm getting older and they just feel like already it's taken too long. So if we can be a different avenue for them, when I feel like a lot of women, they start researching some of the stuff that goes on with IVF, the hormones, the shots, the the medications, and they're just not sure about it, or they're not sure what Mm -hmm. that will what that looks like for the health of their future child, if they were to go down that avenue. Um, And that's becoming more and more, more and more people are becoming aware of that Mm -hmm. statistics or or those studies coming out now as IVF has become more common and more prevalent. And Mm -hmm. so just being able to say there's other ways, you know, this isn't the end all be all we can help too. So. Yeah. Um, And so one of the things that, you know, we've said so far is that you're mo- you're mostly talking about women coming off birth control, but you would see a woman who's never been on birth control too, right? If she oh, felt yeah. like she needed mm-hmm. it. That's um, right. Yeah. And and is it only if they're struggling to get pregnant? Or it's yeah. you said even if they're just thinking about getting pregnant sometime in the near future, they can still come and see you. And so you said you'll kind of go over hormone levels and things like that. But can you tell me a little bit more about like exactly what you're looking for and looking at or something sure. like that? Yeah. So when someone comes in and and decides to go our avenue with us to, mm-hmm. to approach this, um, whether it's because like you said, they've had issues before, they've been trying for a long time, or maybe ju- they just know that they want to get really healthy before they even begin to try to have kids, um, Mm -hmm. which I always recommend, um, like you said, three to six months, I would say even longer. Um, I always tell people, most people plan for a half a year to a year for their wedding. And we should definitely be planning the same to create and bring another life into this world. So Mm -hmm. I know a lot of people, they hit that phase and then they're like, well, let's do it now. So I always encourage people to start planning and start thinking ahead of what kind of lifestyle changes they might want to do. And I always tell people too, that 
you know, if you want to get pregnant, start living like you're pregnant um, already because it's just a good practice. There's a lot of yeah. things that we do for our health once we find out that we're pregnant that you can do beforehand as well, um, minimizing caffeine and and certain foods and adding. I'm so bad at that caffeine thing. I'm trying lately. <laughs> it's a hard I'm one to trying. catch. I mean, I've always gone at least a couple days a week without caffeine because I don't want to be addicted. But I mean, on the days that I drink it, yes. I don't so usually have a limit. Tinkering that down to less and less is is how I recommend it. I don't recommend cold turkey. A lot of people yeah. can't do that, and it overwhelms them, and then they just completely shut down. So, yeah, <laughs> I don't recommend that. But as far as the process of looking up hormones and, and tests and stuff, going back to that, when someone comes into our office, we'll talk about what tests they maybe have recently had done. Because a lot of times mm-hmm. they are coming in and have seen another provider and mm-hmm. they've done blood work. So we'll look at that if they have it. Um, we also have the capability to send out for blood work. And then we also can do Dutch testing, which is a, a urine sample um, over a certain amount of time and testing that level for hormones because it lasts in your horm- or in your urine longer. So those okay. levels can be more accurate, especially if you're kind of teetering on normal, but not really. So that mm-hmm. can really give us a better idea of what's going on over a longer period of time instead of just a snapshot with like when you go to get blood work done. Right. Um, and then we have a team of docs that looks at that information and comes back to us. And that's all they do is look at blood work and, and that type mm-hmm. of labs all day long. And they tell us what they recommend as far as supplements, what this could be changing as far as their cycle or other symptoms that they might be having, whether it's health related or, you know, reproductive related, mm-hmm. and how we can tailor that and fix that to their needs with the supplements or other lifestyle changes to help them adapt. So whether it's supplements or diet or exercise or finding ways to reduce stress, that's something that we look at with them too. Awesome. So I think something that the listeners might be wondering is why, why do we need to look at these things a year before we get pregnant? Why is this something we even need to think about yet? Yeah. So the cells that make up your eggs and my eggs, they rejuvenate every 140 days, I believe it is. So like roughly four months Mm -hmm. um, or 120 days, I'm sorry. So roughly four months. And yeah, we are born with a certain amount of eggs that we will always have, but Mm -hmm. we can actually improve the quality of our eggs by changing our health over Mm long-term. And and everyone knows like you go to the gym, you don't expect to have results the next day or even maybe the next week or, but slowly over time, that consistency can make positive health changes and start to see those changes. Same goes for your eggs and and your health that you can't see as far as internally. So making those changes over time can start to make those those changes in your eggs and your, your reproductive system. Does that make sense? Sorry. Yes, it does. Actually. Like it reminds me of, so my, my degree, my quote background that I'm actually, I really don't know much about it, but I have a degree in it is in environmental sustainability. And mm-hmm. one of the things that we learned in my, in one of my classes was about DDT, like the old chemical that, um, what it, it, it had a bunch of, bad things, but the thing specifically standing out when it comes to this, I'm being so eloquent. Um, <laughs> but the thing specifically that it stands out to, um, to me with like with this specific topic is that one of the really bad side effects of DDT is it was causing our bald eagle populations to plummet because the DDT in the air was affecting the eagles and specifically their eggs. It was making their eggshells so soft 
that when the eagles would go to turn their eggs around in the nest, they were breaking the eggs. And so none of the babies were surviving because of this, this environmental factor. And as soon as DDT was like out of the system and within, uh, you know, it was, we don't use it anymore. It's gone. We all know it's bad. And our bald eagle population has been exploding again, and they're actually no longer endangered, which I don't think people, a lot of people realize. That's awesome. No, I didn't yeah. know that. But, but specifically, you know, talking about the eggs, how mm-hmm. that, that environmental factor was making their, their essentially killing their babies. It was killing their eggs. It was making them so they couldn't survive. And we know that, and we have the science for it and the facts for it. And it's a, it's a very well-known thing among people who know anything about the environment. And so that just relates so well to the specific topic. Yeah. Because you're saying I, a lot of times women come in and they think they're the problem. And, and sometimes it's the male in the situation that yep. maybe has some health issues we need to work through. And um, same goes for their sperm over time. It's going to get healthier. The, the count's going to go up. Uh, their mm-hmm. mobility can improve in some cases. So it's just changing their health. And that's why a lot yeah. of times I encourage for both of the couple, both female and male to come in Mm -hmm. because it's both of you making the baby. It takes both of your genetics. So it just makes sense to us for both of you to be working towards this goal together. And it's, it really creates this accountability and support for both mom and dad Mm -hmm. going through a hard time or who have gone through a hard time already. Mm -hmm. And it really takes the pressure off mom. Yeah, and and it gives the guy um, a sense of responsibility already. Like they, yeah. they want something, they feel kind of helpless. Like they, they can't do anything or, or they haven't been able to do anything or they can't be supportive enough for her. They don't know what to do. So this just is one way for them to be supportive. Yeah. And it makes a lot of sense, if, especially when we're changing lifestyle things, if we're yeah. encouraging exercising, if that hasn't been a part of their daily routine or maybe changing up their diet a little bit. So it doesn't include caffeine or yeah. maybe if we're reducing the amount of processed food or like, you know, yeah. frozen pizzas in their life. Yeah. So, Just you being know, able fun for them. <laughs> yeah. And being able to work together. And there's like a bond there too. Absolutely. Um, there's definitely creates that bond. And then, you know, ultimate goal. Yes. You know, sometimes it's a dad, but sometimes the goal is just making those eggs healthier and mom. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes I'm sure it can just be reducing stress because like you said, that panic and that stress reaction kicks in when it doesn't happen right away. And that's not mm-hmm. helping anybody get pregnant. <laughs> yes. I've had, I've had a client in the past that I was, we, she'd been under care. We would have been doing all the things. She's very, you know, she does what she is told. She is someone that I could say, go home and stand on your head for 20 minutes. Of course, that wasn't part of her, her, <laughs> her care plan, but she would have done it because she was so driven. You know, their mm-hmm. goal was to grow a family and to have a family. And so they were doing everything and anything they could find to help them. And I suggested one time, you know, she had a very high, intense and very stressful job. And I said, mm-hmm. you know, if we need to find some ways for you to de-stress at the end of the day or during the day, just re- like reminders of something that's going to help mm-hmm. you de-stress. So you're not high energy, high stress the whole day, and then come home and crash and you're exhausted. You're, it's not, your body can't do what it's meant to do. And it's in that state, it changes right. your hormones. And she just took a hiatus from work and got pregnant. Yeah. She just- <laughs> <laughs> took like a time off, a couple of months off and got pregnant. And well, not everybody and- has that capability, but you know, she was just one of those extreme clients that it was like, well, if work's the problem, I'll just, I'll quit work for a while and yeah. then eat my way back in once I'm pregnant. And it 
it worked. <laughs> I've had three sets of friends who all like wanted to get pregnant. We're trying so hard and so hard and so hard. And we're stressing and trying to figure things out. And they had like finally given up. And that's when they got pregnant. Yeah. yeah. So stress, I mean, that stress plays a role. Like you said, those environmental factors affecting mom's eggs, you know, egg health, that plays a role. Environmental factors um, affecting dad's sperm and motility and everything that plays a role. There's just so many factors. And then anything that can affect our hormones, it's also important to address. And you're going to save yourself a lot of stress when you actually start trying to become pregnant. Yes. If you're looking at addressing these things before yes. that happens. And that goes for other stuff. Like um, we go over in the office, just like beauty products, hygiene mm-hmm. products, cleaning products you're using around the house, certain foods you're eating mm-hmm. um, and how they're processed. So we kind of go through a, just a general list of, of stuff that they might want to look up and learn more about. And if they need references or options or stuff, we can do that too. But a lot of times it's just stuff they don't even know to, to look at that. Right. And, but that, that threshold builds up over time. So if yeah. we can start to minimize that threshold, it just improves the chances of them getting pregnant long-term yeah. or just healthy in general, which is yeah. really cool. Well, and unfortunately we live in a country and in a time where most people don't really understand what health is. And uh, we don't live in a a time or a place that's conducive to good health between environmental factors and fast food and frozen food and, and, you know, cleaning products that are full of chemicals, like bad chemicals. And, you know, it's, it can be a little overwhelming for people, I'm sure, but it can make a huge difference. Those things matter. Yes. Yeah. And, and then once you're already pregnant too, it matters once you're already pregnant too. (laughs) Yes. And we live in a world where convenience and uh, time, there a lack of time. So it's just, you know, I don't have time. You know, I don't realize we're out of laundry detergent. I'm just going to run to the store and pick up something that's on sale there instead mm-hmm. of think, taking the time to find something else or wait for it to come to the house because it's not something that's in the stores because mm-hmm. it's more natural. Those are things that you don't think of because you weren't, maybe you didn't grow up that way or exposed to that. You're not in a world like I am where health and, and wellness is, is right. all the time what we're like, we're thinking about. So if we can be that avenue for them to just kind of point out some other things that they can maybe try and, and change in their life to improve their overall health is always a good thing. That's Especially awesome. for guys. They, they can sometimes be the worst offenders when it comes uh-huh. to toxic stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have no idea. And it takes them a while to really believe us. <laughs> but <laughs> a lot of times they feel much better. <laughs> and then they're like, oh, maybe that wasn't the best thing for me to be drinking or taking. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I hear you. Is there anything else you want to say before we finish up? I mean, I think you've done a great job giving an overview of what we do, but... Or what um, you do. No, I guess just uh, my passion with this comes from a place of experience. And okay. I got into this work because when we decided to get pregnant, I miscarried very early on Aww. and was left with very few answers yeah. from providers. And I didn't accept that. Um, so I thought, you know, you shouldn't have to go through multiple miscarriages before you start to look at stuff, blood work mm-hmm. um, or other tests or other options, things that you can do on your own to really improve your, 
your fertility and your well-being. So that's why I got into this work. And it's really, it's skyrocketed ever since I did. It just seemed like before I even started talking about it to patients or putting it out there, people were coming out of the woodwork that were looking for other options or had accepted that maybe there was no hope and they needed to look at different options, which is great. Mm -hmm. There's so many great ways to grow your family, whether it's adoption or surrogacy or or what have you. IVF, if that's the route for you, it always makes me happy that their family is growing no matter what. But if we can be that, that avenue of hope and passion and come from a place of just support and give them that avenue that there's other ways to do this and you don't have to feel pressured to do it a different way. And, you know, if you have questions, we want to be there for you. And we're really building a community too to be like able to support them in different ways. If they want to see a counselor, because maybe they've gone through loss already and through the process, or they're dealing with financial issues and maybe Mm -hmm. they need someone that can kind of sit down with them and get that back on track because they've spent a lot of money putting a lot of their finances into trying to get pregnant and stuff like that. We want to be there to support them in many different ways beyond chiropractic and beyond what I do and be able to say that we know, like, and trust these people. And we know they're going to take care of you and understand what we're doing here. Um, So we love to treat people all the way through the process and at all ages, but I know that um, it's definitely my calling to work with, with women and couples to grow their family. So I always appreciate it when someone trusts me with that. that Yeah. I mean, that's a journey. That's a big deal. I mean, like as a doula, I feel the same way. You know, when someone trusts me to enter their birth space, it's just what an honor, you know? Yes. Seriously. But that all sounds so awesome. I'm so glad you were able to jump on and share with us. I really appreciate it. And I really hope it helped the listeners out there kind of realize that if they are struggling, it's it's not necessarily this big extreme jump to IVF. There are other options. And, and even if they're just thinking about getting pregnant, hopefully now they'll be encouraged to start working on their body beforehand so that their pregnancy can be better. Yeah, absolutely. So, all right. I appreciate you so much being here, Lindsay. Thank you. Thank you for having me. (laughs) All right. And I will put Lindsay's information in the description below. If you guys have any questions, feel free to message me at contact at the naturalbirthsite.com. Or if you're in the St. Louis area or, you know, surrounding area, you're welcome to reach out to Lindsay and check her out. I will talk to you guys in the next episode, though. Thanks again, Lindsay. Thank you. Bye, guys. Hi, Rachel Manns again. If you want to learn more, please subscribe to and rate this podcast and head over to thenaturalbirthsite.com to check out our online natural birth education course, birth story blog, YouTube channel, and more. Hi, Rachel Manns again. If you want to learn more, please subscribe to and rate this podcast and head over to thenaturalbirthsite.com to check out our online natural birth education course, birth story blog, YouTube channel, and more.